0: you know, we kind of talked and I was like, I don't know, you know, I, I wanted to be on that podium so bad. And, um, she was like, "Cash, you need to do what you need to do for you. If it's one more year or if you start, you know, your family, like, don't make this about other people. And it goes back to my whole saying, right. Do what Mm -hmm. you need to do for yourself. And it's the same thing that our book is about, um, our doctor choices, our, Protocol choices, like everything that you need to do, needs to be in your best interest and not what other people are saying. So then we went on um, vacation to Jamaica um, with my brother and his girlfriend right after the games and just relaxed and had an enjoyable time. And then it was from there. It was like there. We. I don't want to put another year at risk because I think I can get on the podium. Right. Like I did everything I could and I can't take any of that back. So no, now it's time to start a family. So from then on, like made the decision and it was clear. And so now I couldn't be happier. So, I mean, having this little miracle inside me, was like better than any athletic accomplishment that I've ever had. So um, it was two decisions were very, I think done very well going to the 18 games and making that year the best that I could have. And then also starting our family
1: for us. Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer, and I am the Cloudsdale. My friends, Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear, love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus master's age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy active life. We also wanna bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Hey, Cassidy.
0: Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good.
1: So I have a couple co-hosts. Uh, so, I'm Scott, by the way. Nice to meet you. And I have my co host, Amy.
0: Okay. Hello. Hi, Amy. And
1: my co host, Kat.
0: Hi, Cassidy. Hi, Kat.
1: And so, we're excited to have you on.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: So, uh, to our listeners, we are with Cassidy Lance McCorder, um, five time games competitor.
0: Uh, yeah, individual and then one time team if you count oh. that. Oh,
1: we always yes. count, that. No, we no, really no. count that. So, so when Six. did you go, as, when did you go as a team?
0: Uh, 2010. Oh. It was um, a long time ago. It was the first year. Yeah. And then I went individual after that.
1: It's funny because the CrossFit website doesn't record anything prior to 2012.
0: Correct. So that's why it always says five times. And so I have to like clarify is it is it five times or six times what are you counting because i know like i don't know if they count other um people's teams perform or teams games like lauren fisher and stuff um i think her number would be higher if they counted the teams but i'm not sure maybe now they start counting it because now rich is all gone team right but i'm not <laughs> sure how they count it.
2: whatever we- rich is doing
0: <laughs> <laughs> then it counts right <laughs> yeah
1: we uh we always count team and individual on our podcast. So yeah, we'll we'll call you a six-time games competitor.
0: Thanks. One-time
1: demo team. We want to give you credit for that too.
0: (laughs) One-time demo. We we don't need to talk about that.
1: (laughs) It's funny because this morning I was actually watching the behind the scenes of the 16 games uh, and you're in there giving Brooke Wells a pep talk. And I was like, wait, that's the year. Oh, demo team. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I haven't watched any of the highlights or uh, fittest on earth um, documentaries. So I haven't seen any of that. So I'm not sure which one you're talking about, but I hear from people. Um, we pulled up Netflix the other day and then um, it was a 2017 and I ran by and Allie was like, Hey, that's you. And I'm like, we're not watching it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is it just hard watching yourself or you're just cross fitted out by the end of the day?
0: I don't think I want to watch myself, um, but I lived it and I want to make sure I like remember the memories that I remember and lived versus like what other people saw.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: Makes sense. Because I, and I know like I'm not in a lot of those, maybe just like some clips and so maybe I would get a little frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) Or just hearing like different sides and stuff. So I just want to make sure that my side is what I remember and keep the good memories how they are.
2: You were, you said you were demo team in 2016. Is that
0: the year? Yes.
2: Okay. So that's the only, well, that's the year that I made it to Carson as a spectator to watch. And that was Brooke, Brooke Entz was also on the demo team, right? Correct. Yeah. So I remember seeing like lines of people wanting to take pictures Um, and I made it a point when I, I did, um, a friend of mine got pictures with you guys and she made it a point to get a picture with everyone except for Brooke, because Brooke was like leading the charts in like people (laughs) wanting pictures with her. I think she was like one of the most quote unquote famous of the time. And so we were very particular that we wanted everyone else's picture.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah.
3: So I'm curious, uh, what's your athletic background prior to, to CrossFit?
0: Yep. So I did gymnastics growing up um, and went from four years old till all the way through college. And I went to the University of Washington um, on a gymnastics scholarship. And um, that's how me and Ryan Uh, I know you guys did his podcast last time, but we both coached in Texas together, not at the same gym, but um, he was basically at the number one gym and I was at the number two gym. So our girls competed against each other. So we have known each other for for a long time. And then we both ended up in Florida and then he came over to, then I opened Waterside and he came over to Waterside. But yeah, anyways, long story is I grew up doing gymnastics.
1: (laughs) So where did you grow up in the country before going to college?
0: Yeah, I grew up in uh, Utah, Salt Lake City, and so I actually still have my Utah number. So it's funny when I'm running the gyms and the businesses, some people, I have to call like a couple of times or text and be like, hey, this is Cassidy because it's an 801 number. So they're like, is it a spam? Because it's 800 number. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to answer. Are you in Utah still? And I was like, no, I've just had this phone number and it's always going to stay the same. So just get used to it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And so we, we've actually talked to a couple other athletes that were gymnasts growing up as well, like Carrie Pierce and Julie Fouché. Um, Did you have to make that choice at some point in your career, whether you were going to be a collegiate gymnast or like an Olympic gymnast?
0: Um, I don't think you make that choice. Um, I think every gymnast wants to go to the Olympics. That's just like the goal of the sport, but when I was growing up, it was seven people on the team, right? Now, now it's even less. It's four people on the team. So to make, to be as talented as those girls are, you know, the CrossFit games, it, you make the games and you're 0.02% of the CrossFit field. Gymnastics is even less than that. It's probably like 0.001% that make it to the Olympics because you're five. It's not every year you make it, right? It's every four years and there's four to seven people that make the team. There's no – and that includes the um, – uh, what's the
1: – Like the alternates? And, yeah,
0: the alternates, thank you. Includes the alternates. So there's not very many spots. So, um, I I mean, yes, I always wanted to go to the Olympics. That's anyone's – any gymnast's dream if they are in club gymnastics. Um, but college is – the next dream that most people have right so that my goal was always to go to college once my coach said I don't think you're gonna make the Olympics <laughs> I was like well thanks for having <laughs> that with me thanks for me <laughs> so, so going to college was was good
1: <laughs> did you have a favorite event in gymnastics something you oh were yeah at?
0: um I so I really love training like beam and bars but I was, I loved competing floor and vault, and those were my two best was floor and vault. It was more of like a powerhouse versus like uh, Nasty Lucan, who's very graceful and long and lean.
1: So I wanted to talk um, really today about your pregnancy, because uh, we heard a rumor you're pregnant.
0: There's <laughs> a big rumor, and it's true. <laughs> <laughs> She's grown a boy in there.
1: <laughs> and and you're having a boy. Yes. Uh, So how far along are you?
0: Um, I am a 32 weeks. So about eight more weeks to go, which you get to 32 and you're like, okay, I'm almost there. But then you're like two more months. That's a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Especially
3: those last few weeks, especially feel really long.
0: Yeah. And then I remember
3: Sorry, go ahead. It's okay. Then I remember, like when being pregnant with the second one, I was like, "Please stay in there for longer. Yeah. I'm not ready."
2: <laughs> and and summer and quarantine have to probably put a little bit of extra wrinkle in that in that time here.
0: I mean, Florida is getting really hot right now. Um, actually, quarantine was quite nice for me because I wasn't driving 45 minutes to get to the gym and spending all day in the gym. Normally, I would be there till like between 9:30 and. 7 p.m. and just being home and being like able to relax has actually been quite nice. And I've worked a lot more um, on the computer and um, maintaining relationships with members and stuff. So that part has been a lot of work, um, just on the computer side. But being able to be home and like relaxed and walk around in my sports bra and just take my shirt off when it's uncomfortable, then that's been like super nice and like not walking. So much so, working out with what I can do, and it's also hard because, or been better because I can go out in the garage and work out and do exactly what I can do versus feeling like pressure of I have to go faster because I'm around all these competitive athletes. So, um I don't. I I I liked being home. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: it's a good. It's it actually worked out pretty well for you to be able to have that break during the pregnancy.
0: Yeah, now it's just really, really bad timing because we opened the gym last week, the gyms. And um, it's about time where I shouldn't be going into the gyms as much because now it's getting close and I'm, um, the heat, like I was swelling last week, my feet just from, it's so hot and humid now, um, the only the last week it changed. Um, so now I'm like, this is just bad timing because now I'm going to be out longer people won't see me, but hopefully they understand.
3: <laughs> so you wrote a book about kind of your journey, right? Would you mm-hmm. kind of give our listeners a little bit, tell them what the book is called and, and describe it a little bit.
0: Yeah. So actually I didn't write the book. Okay. Um, it was Allie. She's a really good writer. And so she, um, she, actually had her wife. Yes, correct. Okay. <laughs> she just finished our second uh, book of the journey. Um, And we'll finish as we go. We'll keep going. Um, But it's called One Day. And it um, basically, our little miracle that happened. And it just talks about, you know, there's so much that goes into fertility with a same-sex couple and fertility with a straight couple that you don't talk to. There's not a manual that we... um, That was her walking by.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's
0: not a manual, you know, that we are given or anyone's given when you walk into the fertility clinic, you know, they just say, you're healthy, you're good to go. We'll start this process. And as you go, you have all these questions. And really, like the answer is everybody's different. We'll get there when we get there. But what what does that like actually mean? What does that look like? Can you give me a broader picture? I'm such a type A personality, like if I have these are my options over here and I could go down A, B or C path and then C path leads to X, Y, and Z, then I would have felt better. But because it was just like all unknown for so long and every appointment just kept changing. I think that was like the hardest part. So we just basically wrote down our experience and um, in this book, and how we could help other people. So, if there was questions on, you know, what kind of medication, or we did this step and it was a mistake, but we, then we figured this step out, and that was much better for us. So maybe that would help other people along the journey. And so does it doesn't take them a year and a half. You know, it takes them two months to dial things in. It's kind of like your nutrition protocol. Like if someone just told me to eat this at this time during the day, you know, my workouts would be much better. And now there's all these templates from PR strength or wag or whoever you're working with for us, fitness that, but we didn't have that five ten years ago. Right. And so now we're evolving. And so I think it's the same thing as like the fertility or same thing as your workouts. Like you're going to take a baby step you're going to take one step climbing up the stairs every time to get to you know a 225 back squat you're not going to do that on day one but what are the steps that I have to get there to? and so I think for us just and it helps like give us feedback too of if this happens again and or when we have kids or when we try again what our steps were actually and we can look back and be like okay we've done this we, but we really need to be here. And um, so it just talks about that. And, um, you know, it talks about, it goes into a little bit more depth of ob- everything, obviously, and um, maybe a little bit more negative than positive, but the second book is definitely much more positive just because, you know, the outcome <laughs> finally happened.
2: <laughs> well, how long did um, the whole process take from the time you guys first considered, you know, starting a family until this successful pregnancy?
0: Yeah, so I we went in 2017 um, to the fertility clinic, and I Allie wanted me to retire then, um, but I said I don't think I've hit my limit yet. I know I can get on this podium. Give me one more year. So we so she said that's fine. After 2018, then I retired. We went in in August of 2018, and we got pregnant in 2019 October. So. A year and a half.
2: Okay, and I and I assume for for same sex couples, fertility is kind of the first thing you go to anyway, right? Uh, you've got two females, so you need like yeah. help anyway. Um, how long before you realized there was a problem? You know, or or, or did you have trouble getting pregnant, or was it just the pro- the nature of the process was so long that?
0: Um, yeah, I had a lot of like hormone balances that I had to fix myself, but I think it was also like, um, being with the correct doctor and having the correct protocol and stuff. And, you know, they just kept telling me I was healthy. And as we went, I I wasn't, I mean, I was healthy on the outside, you know, being, you know, coming off a strong game season, but going into trying to be a mom like my balances inside were not. And so I had to, I mean, I started with thyroid medication and that kept getting updated. Um, You know, I had little procedures here and there. Um, So every month was just like a challenging month. And with fertility, um, and I'm not sure if you guys know, but it's not like you can try every month. So if you're tracking in your same sex, or sorry, um, you know, straight couple, then you can try every night of you.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or if you're like really tracking, you can try like every month. And, you know, I thought that's when we would be able to be, but because I was on so many medications, you would have to take a month off in between to reset your body and then start again. So it's like you always constantly were battling, missing the cycle and trying to get your body to cooperate with what you're doing. Um, so yeah, I mean, the first step obviously for us was to find a donor and we had been researching for two years to find like a a good donor that we wanted to do because we're both very, very picky and we, I mean, this is our baby. If you could pick like, as you should know, be, yes, pick like the perfect specimen like, right. out, out of the whole world. Like it, it's a really hard process and you don't think about like Oh, the grandparents had lung cancer or something. And you don't want that to like pass down and, or he, what color eyes or, I mean, when you fall in love with someone, you don't look at like their history of all that stuff. But when you have it written down on paper, your eyes start getting bigger. (laughs) (laughs) like, I don't know, even though like, (laughs) yeah, there's stuff that's in my family history and stuff in Ali's family history that you don't ever really look at. um,
2: Right. Right. It sounds kind of fun to try to like, you can engineer, you know, half of this person, but I imagine it's pretty daunting.
0: (laughs) It just takes a while to like, does this matter as much as this? And what are your top priorities? I mean, they go through, the clinics have such high standards anyways, but then you're like, oh, this is perfect. And then you see a picture of it and you're like, (laughs) It's not perfect. (laughs) So
3: I'm curious, Cassidy, I've heard this before. And I think I remember like hearing um, Cara Saunders talk about it, but that is it common for a lot of high competitive athletes to kind of need to rebalance their their hormones after such a competitive season? I mean, is that just something in general that's pretty common?
0: Um, I think it totally depends on like person to person. And I would have said that like originally, yes, but Mm -hmm. because some people have gotten pregnant so easy and then some people have taken longer, I think it like, just like the pregnancy and how each pregnancy is different. um, I think it totally depends on individual,
2: would you attribute, would you attribute the difficulties that you had to your prior athletic career necessarily, or aren't you sure?
0: You know, that it's really hard to say because like, for instance, like my thyroid, like my thyroid was totally fine for a normal person, but to support a pregnancy, it was a little too high. So, and, and if I was, if I wasn't, I mean, yeah, that's hard to say because if I just Mm -hmm. got pregnant naturally, then no one would have checked my thyroid, but because I went to a clinic, all this stuff, and it's probably the same thing for- Right. No so other people.
2: This might seem like an odd question, but I'm just—I have this curiosity. How did you? Was it innate for you to decide that you would be carrying the baby?
0: <laughs> so <laughs> Allie hates this question because. Oh, sorry,
2: <laughs> Allie. <laughs> we we I've never out. heard it answered before, so you're my first. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Like at first, yes.
0: Um, Allie does a really good job of like supporting and like caring for me and like playing that supportive role. But also, like I joke with her because she wears chubby shorts, and I'm like, I don't think you would look good pregnant in chubby <laughs> shorts. <laughs> and, um, so she gets, she's that's like, funny. hey, hey, hey. But actually, she did try um, after I had a lot of fails um, and negative pregnancies come back. She did try one time, and then okay.
2: that's that's kind of why I was asking too.
0: Like, like when you get into it, it's just yeah. better like I do because.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that I, I wondered that because I mean there's two uteruses right so you could yeah. you could try either one and I guess when you have issues is it she's more likely to to give it yeah. a try but that makes sense her,
0: one of her tubes yeah. was <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I got feisty, didn't I? <laughs> I told you, (laughs) one of her tubes was actually blocked. So, um, we just had to make sure like when she tried that the eggs were developed on her right side. So Mm -hmm. that that went through, so she can have a procedure to open those up, um, or open the tubes up. So then both sides take, but she got lucky because the eggs ended up growing correctly on the right side and that's the side she needed. So, um, I mean, again, like there's so much that goes into it, just like, it's,
3: it sounds like, though, that your books are going to be um, s- such a wonderful tool and just um, a way to share um, your experience to help a lot of people, because, you know, it certainly is an emotional journey. Um, and it's it's so great to be able to um, to also have that sort of uh, emotional journey written down for your, your own sakes, too, you know, as part of a as a healing process, but also just as a, as a remembrance of of how hard, you know, that you worked for your, your special Child. So,
0: yeah, we're trying to like document everything, and um, you know, we've had a lot of people reach out. I mean, a lot of people reach out to us, um, and I hopefully we've helped them too and help guide them in a, a direction that they feel better about or more positive um through instagram and stuff and anyone can reach out to us and we're happy to help and give like our best advice i mean we're not experts we're not doctors or anything but we've been through a lot and so that's our number one goal is just to be able to like help people and anybody um through this process because it is emotional and if that means like hey i'm going through it and um what, what helped you get through, like, what was your mental state through this? And if I can just give them like two or three things and then all of a sudden they're pregnant and they're like, Hey, I'm pregnant. Thank you. Or whatever it mm-hmm. happened. I want to see like the whole journey through because I mean, it is such a miracle to have a baby and, you know, grow a family and, but do those steps like for people who, and, and this is the part that no one talks about is how hard it is to get pregnant. You only hear about I'm pregnant. Yay. It mm-hmm. happened, but you don't know why it took them so how long it took them was on their first try was on their 100,000 try like what was their process getting there you hear people you know it took us three to four years but you don't ever hear like the emotional state that they were in the doctor's appointments that they had to go to Mm -hmm. the the medications and drugs that they had to like put their bodies through and you know it's a lot like I mean it's just like trying to get to the CrossFit Games like those athletes suffer in the gym all the time but i felt like i was suffering as well trying to like take all these medications and giving my body you know i gained 10 pounds just by taking medications and not being able to like work out because the doctors told me i shouldn't work out and yeah
3: so that's how I'll just take over these pregnancy questions. Just, I just
1: have one quick question okay, go. kind of about the, what she's saying here is okay. wh- where I kind of found out about your, your struggles is you went live on Instagram uh, in your story and mm. shared some of the pain and anguish that you were going through. Like, and I was, I was crying for you during those, those Instagram posts. What made you make that decision to kind of make that public?
0: So we had waited for a long time because we had not even told our families or friends um, that we were trying to get pregnant. We just wanted to surprise them. Um, This goes back to like, Oh, it will happen in a couple months. Like not thinking anything of it. Right. And so um, 2018, we were like really hopeful that we would be able to tell our families um, that we were pregnant for Christmas. And it was funny because it ended up happening the following Christmas. Um, But through that, all that timeline, we had missed, um, my grandma had passed and I couldn't fly home because I was going into the doctors like two days later. And so I had to tell, I was like, how do you miss my grandma's funeral? And tell my, and explain that to my mom. What's more important than, than flying to Utah, you know, except for trying to have a baby and trying to, you know, do this right. So I had to explain that to my mom and from there, we explained that to all our families. We, why we're missing birthdays, why we missed a wedding. Like I can't go in because I have, and it it always happened. Like it wasn't just one time. Like we missed one funeral or one wedding. Like we had missed multiple things because I kept having to go in the doctors and I couldn't miss that doctor because you're, you, you have to make those appointments. You're only in this certain cycle, this 12 day cycle every month. And it just kept happening. So once we told everyone the support and love that we had from everyone was like, it's fine. Like we totally understand like the love and commitment that we got from people was like overwhelming. And once we realized that, why not share it with the rest of the world? And then once we shared it, I mean, the whole world opened up to us. And then we realized we could reach out to a lot more people. It wasn't, and it wasn't something planned, um, I think that Instagram story I had just like recorded by myself, I was pulling up to the gym one day and I was like, I had to stop crying. Um, and I was by myself, but the only way for me to like stop crying was to like write down those feelings. And because I was in my car, I couldn't like write, I couldn't write down and I couldn't go in the gym and hurry around in my office, you know? So I just filmed myself. And I think it was just an emotional thing. So I just, posted it. And Allie called me and she's like, I didn't know you were going to do that. And I was like, I didn't know either. And we kind of had a, had a talk that night and, um, you know, our communication skills and our relationship kind of grew even stronger from, from this journey. And, you know, we've been together for 11 years, so we have a pretty good relationship, pretty strong relationship, but even like through like these tough times, like it can either tear you apart or bring you together. And it brought us even closer together. So even after that night, we decided like, we're going to document every single thing and, you know, share with what we can. And, our family has really appreciated it. And, you know, we keep them updated with everything and our, our close friends, like, again, like are so supportive of it. And then, you know, I get a lot of good feedback on social media and that's not my goal is my goal is not to be like out and proud about this. And, but my goal is to, if you need help, I'm here to help you. And this is my story. And hopefully this, you know, you can either relate to it or, um, you know, you can ask questions and take it from there.
3: So how has, um, pregnancy changed, like, or how's your training changed since pregnancy? Um, good job. You're rehydrating. That's good. That's important.
0: Uh, not that, well, I mean, obviously I'll, I still work out every day and I feel better when I work out. Like I went a couple of days without working out and I'm just achy and hurty. And so I, I know a lot of people are like, Oh good. I don't have to train as hard, but I really like I mean, I'm this I think I'm the same way as kind of Annie. Annie's always out and doing so much and she's doing a lot more than me. Um, but I try to at least get in an hour, you know, a day and then I have a lot of work to do for the gyms and stuff. So, um, but an hour is good for me and good workouts and obviously the intensity has gone down a lot and um I did step ups last week and they were a nightmare. I was like, these are the hardest step ups I've ever done. <laughs> but like the weight and stuff, I haven't lifted like I won't back squat over like 145 now um, at the beginning it was like 165 so I dropped like all my percentages by like nearly half um, anything in a wad at first it was 115 but now it's 85 pounds so um, mm-hmm. still moving my body and lifting weight so you're healthy but it's not anything intense.
1: I don't want to step on your toes again. No,
0: anymore. you're fine. Sorry. I didn't.
1: <laughs> so where can people get um, access to your book?
0: Yeah, everything is on my Instagram. So you can just go to my bio and then click it there.
1: Awesome. And you are working on part two. Yes. And and are you going to continue on with that uh, after the birth or in, a, I think in pregnancy? So. Number yeah, two? I think
0: so. I think right now it's just like the whole journey of like right now, I think we left off of, Al, where does the second book start? You say? Where does the second book start? What part? I think what we I think the first book ended as we got pregnant, and so it's picked up in. Um, it's about, yeah,
3: it's
0: probably December. December. We picked up in right December. We told our family. Um, and so then it tells our family, and then goes through like all our doctor's appointments, and so we ended up going to high risk. Um, so there's a, you guys have to read it, but we had twins at one point. Um, so it talks about all this. And so we're still considered high risk. And we went into the, um, OB, um, yesterday and she was going to do an ultrasound and she was like, I can't do an ultrasound today. I'm sorry, but you're still going to high risk. And we're, we asked them like, I thought with this, that appointment canceled and they're like, they haven't released you. So we've been going like double doctor's appointments. Um, for eight months. So we've, so we've seen a lot. And then there's actually other people. It's funny because I know I talked to like Miranda Alcaraz, and she was like, yeah, I've only had two ultrasounds this whole time. And I'm like two, I've had like 20.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's something, there's a, there's a blessing to that high risk stuff. You know, yeah. like you, you get, you know, that everything's going really well. Yeah. Um, if you can do that. So
0: and they've been like so nice and so helpful and we're very spoiled with the doctors that we have now. So, um, yeah, so the book continues into all of, all of that stuff and how we switched OB, OB doctors and, um, just kind of, again, like our preferences and what we needed, um, because, because it's all emotional and like what you need and if you're not comfortable, Mm -hmm then you're, you need to change stuff up. So it talks about that stuff. And then um, I think, so once it stops, we'll talk about now the birth in book three and then go from there and more kids. <laughs> Can you, so are what, you,
2: go ahead. sorry, are you comfortable uh, sharing a little bit about your birthing plan at all? Like anything
0: um, out of the ordinary? Yeah, so actually, um, I've been doing PET with um, Rebecca from Ladybird, and honestly, I didn't even think about a birthing plan. I, like, articles come up on my emails all the time from uh, the bump or whatever it's called, Um, and I just kind of, like, scroll and not really hear, and people are like, are you doing natural, are you doing epidural, are you doing home birth, and I, I never really, like, understood I was just, like, all... If I need medication, then they'll give me medication. Mm -hmm. But now doing therapy and going through all of this, um, I really need to come up with, and I'll probably come up with that with Rebecca and Allie as we go through it. But it sounds to me as of today that as natural as I can do in the hospital will be the healthiest for me. Mm -hmm. But I don't have all the research and I don't know all the knowledge yet that's still in works.
3: With all the COVID stuff going on, like, and, and I don't know what it is and um, the restrictions are in Florida, but will Allie be able to be there with you for, for the yeah. birth?
0: So okay. we are lucky. So we, we both can go, but no other person can go. Yeah. So our parents can't, um, uh, be in there. Um, and there, we actually have a hard time because we just saw the OB and she said that my mom will, who will fly to Utah, um will need to be quarantined for two weeks prior to seeing the baby. And now how do you explain that to my mom? Like, that's going to be a challenge. (laughs) Uh, Allie's parents live here. So that will be a little bit easier because they've, they're, they're not flying or anything. Um, But she's okay. As long as they've um, been home, you know, and isolated that they can come over to the house after and they have to get their vaccines. Um, But Allie will be the only one in there and we'll both get swabbed um, Mm -hmm. and we both have to wear face masks.
1: Wow are both sets of parents excited about being grandparents?
0: Yeah. So actually they already are grandparents. So my brother has three kids that are pretty much grown. Um, So my mom's been a grandma for a long time. And then um, Allie has, her sister has two kids. So her, so we're kind of in the middle of this, but yeah, they're always excited for another baby.
1: And then I have a, a weird question with, there's been talk over this year about sponsors staying with pregnant athletes and you have a lot of sponsors being a high level games athlete for so many years how supportive have your sponsors been?
0: Yeah. So I've had, it's a great question. So I, honestly I didn't think I would have like that big of an issue. Um, and I've had sponsors that are so supportive and they stayed with me. Like fit has been with me through not making the games to making the games, being a top athlete to getting pregnant, to retiring, like they are very supportive, but I've had other sponsors who said, sorry, you're not competing. Like contracts dropped, um, which really sucks because I'm pretty loyal to all my sponsors and I, most of my sponsors I've been with for uh, why well, I was with them <laughs> for like three plus years. Um, so to have like those relationships, like all of a sudden wiped because I'm 32 years old and I'm, you know, I want to try to start a family. Um, That was hard, but I mean, I understand it's a business decision for them at the same time, except that I've had a lot more interaction on my social media uh, being pregnant than when I was at the games. Like it's funny because I'll get, and you guys can't see the likes, but I'll get more likes. Not that that really matters on some of my pregnant photos versus like if I post a games photo now, yeah. They don't care. And I'm like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, you've brought your, your audience,
2: you know. Yeah.
1: People can relate to the struggles that you're having. And um, and the successes now through the pregnancy, uh, it just makes sense.
0: Yeah, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> it's and more the, lifestyle, right?
1: Right. And, and I think the sponsor should see that. It's a shame that they don't.
0: I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, it's their business decision that they have to make and everyone has to make that call for what's best for their business. So, I mean, I'll respect them at the end of the day, just for me personally, being that loyal to some of the sponsors, uh, that way, that was just, I took it personally.
1: Um, so I kind of want to, you know, move on to a little bit of your CrossFit career, just to, uh, end on, on that note. Um, you said that you, you were going to give one more shot in 2018 Mm -hmm. and you were going to really gear up for that. And that year you actually took first place in the open worldwide. Um, and so what was that last year? What what change that made you, was it because you knew it was kind of your last, last shot at it or did something else happen to, to really? Um,
0: honestly, like I didn't look at it as my last year going in because, that decision was never final until probably a month after the 2018 games. But in 2016, when, and I guess it all starts from then, when I missed the games and I got sixth place at regionals and they took the top five and I just kind of stood there kind of in shock mostly because I was in sixth place and they didn't call my name and I didn't know what to expect. And it didn't really hit me until maybe 3 months later that I wasn't going to the games and I think I was really pouty when I was on the demo team and that's why I didn't want to bring it up is because I didn't have I wasn't Cassidy I wasn't you know the positive person that I strive to be but I think in that time it really was a gut check of why am I competing why am I doing this because it's a it's a hard job and it's a lot of work and you have to put the time and energy into it you can't just fumble around and I probably fumbled around on 2016 thinking like, Oh, I'll make it like there's no biggie. Right. But 2017. So after, you know, I kind of got my head together, I, um, me and Ryan actually started to work out and we made training really fun and we worked so so hard that year. And honestly, we, I took off my Instagram and I was like, I'm not following any of the other games athletes. I don't care what they do because most of the time people just post like, Oh, I'm, I hit a 250 clean. And you're like, Oh my gosh, like I can't do that. And, or, you know, they hit 10 muscle ups in a row and you're like, Oh my gosh, I like, I can't do that. But it came to the point that I'm like, what can I do every single day to make myself better? And I just, we just kind of dug and worked together as a team. And we, and Ryan's so good with this anyways, because he doesn't ever get on social media and he doesn't know who anyone is. So it's like, it's just easy (laughs) to follow like Mm -hmm. his role and lead of like not paying attention and just, you know, come in the gym, work hard and then leave. And then you're done with, you're done with the gym. Like leave that training session alone. He had to go be with his family. I had to go coach. Like we went our separate ways and then we would start again the next day. Um so I made it a point because I had been on the leaderboard and I had been f- focusing so much on it but in 2016 I said I'm not looking on the leaderboard I'll submit my scores and nothing and I honestly had no idea and people probably don't believe this, that I wasn't leaderboarding that year and trying to win, but I didn't repeat a workout that year. Um, I actually, I lied. I repeated one workout. It was, I think it was the double under workout because, um, I had miscounted my double unders. And when I went back and watched, I think that was either, that might've been 2018 though. I forgot the workouts. Um, Mm -hmm. anyways, so Tia had messaged me on Instagram and was like, Hey, um, I know you're, you're in first place, blah, blah, blah. And and I was like, Hey, Tia just messaged me. And this was before we were kind of friends, but now we talk a lot more. Um, and she was like, I just want you to know that this is my score and you need to beat this in order to, you know, keep your, keep first place. And I was like, uh, and then the kind of the, the stress hit the pressure. And I had to remember to take that away do what I can on this last workout. Like my score is fine. And I didn't repeat it. And it, I think I, it was worse than Tia's. Um, I'll have to go back and look, but, or it was close or similar. And I was like, it is what it is like this. That was my best that we did on Friday, uh, with Ryan. I, we know we're going to just leave it alone. And then messages kept coming in. I was like, okay, I, I should look at this. Um, so I finally looked at the leader and I think I was kind of shocked. Um, but it just plays a role into like paying attention to what you need to do for yourself. And so, um, from, but that year, my goal was to win It wasn't to win the open. Um, it was to win regionals and to podium on the games. And like, I really knew that I could do that if I put the team in place and put my mindset in place. So we had like our massage therapist every week, you know, our nutrition was in place. Um, sleep was in place. Like we had done, We wanted to do everything that we could. So when we looked back, we didn't say, wish I could have, would have, should have done something different, right? We tried to do everything in place. And and it really just came down to two workouts for me at the games, I believe. And I wasn't as strong mentally as if I looked back and I could have done better. But at that point in time, that was the best that I could do or that's the mental mentality that I was in. Um, Then, I mean, I had the conversation with Emily Bridgers and she was, you know, I'm done. you know, she hurt her her ankle that year and and it was an unfortunate event um, because she was such a good athlete um, that year. And she was like, no, I'm done. I'm retired. And um, I'm going to start a family. And, you know, we kind of talked and I was like, I don't know, you know, I, I wanted to be on that podium so bad. And um, she was like, "Cash, you need to do what you need to do for you. If it's one more year, or if you start, you know, your family, like don't make this about other people. And it goes back to my whole saying, right. Do what Mm -hmm. you need to do for yourself. And it's the same thing that our book is about. Um, Our doctor choices, our protocol choices, like everything that you need to do needs to be in your best interest and not what other people are saying. So then we went on um, vacation to Jamaica um, with my brother and his girlfriend right after the games and just relaxed and had an enjoyable time. And then it was from there, it was like, there, we, I don't want to put another year at risk because I think I can get on the podium, right? Like I did everything I could and I can't take any of that back. So no, now it's time to start a family. So from then on, like made the decision and it was clear. And so now I couldn't be happier. So, I mean, having this little miracle inside me, was like better than any athletic accomplishment that I've ever had. So um, it was two decisions were very, I think, done very well going to the 18 games and making that year the best that I could have. And then also starting our family for us.
1: Was that 18 year your favorite year at the games because you took the pressure off?
0: Um, I think 2014 will always be my favorite year. Um, I really enjoyed the programming and it was just such a fun year. Um, I know I think there was more pressure on me on 2018. So 17 would be the next best year. Um, also because I liked the programming too. And I would say the 2019, they, I would have done really well with the programming Like Carrie did. Awesome. Um, I, I liked those workouts too, but I would go in order 2014, 17, then 18.
1: And so you've been around a long time in the, in the sport from Carson to, to Madison. Um, did, did you like one better than the other?
0: Oh my gosh. Like you can't take away Carson, right? It's the home of the CrossFit games. And I think that will always be the home, but Being inside, I mean, everyone at Carson, like you look forward to the tennis stadium. I can't wait to get to the tennis stadium at night. It's going to be good CrossFit workouts. But then you go to Madison and have the, the, the electric crowd inside that stadium that is phenomenal. And the lights, like that is really phenomenal where Carson is probably just as loud in the tennis stadium, but because it's outside, right. The range goes further than being inside the, um, tennis stadium or inside the Coliseum.
1: So of all of your workouts that you've done at the regionals and the games, what was the one that you just like, this is my jam. And I just crushed it.
0: Gosh. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Too many sure to choose like, from. i am probably some type of pull up workout or overhead squat workout. Um, what? Overhead squat, for sure. Yeah, but w- they want to know a workout. Oh, a specific one? Yeah. Um, I would actually have to look back and see what the workouts were. So I so know, I know you
1: took fourth time. place in the one rep max overhead squat.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, So you did well there and you took fourth place in the 30 muscle ups for time.
0: Okay. Yeah, that was a good workout. Actually, that has a story behind it. If um, I knew I could do well, but I had no idea what I was going to do. And I was like, actually really stressing. I did that workout because it was one of the workouts that was announced prior to the games. And I did that workout at least three times in practice. And I usually don't do, I usually like one workout. Okay, that's fine. I'll get my game plan and then we'll move on. But because we had so much time when that announced, like you had time to practice. And if you didn't practice, you were going to get behind other people. Right. Um, So Allie would judge me and time me and count my reps. um, And we would do this in the morning class. And then we did, or we did this also at nights and I was doing two days too. And I remember one time, like I did the first time I did, I did a huge set of 10 and then, or 13. And then my numbers went to shit to like twos. And my time was like two forty-three. and I'd like get down and I would like cry. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that was the worst workout ever. Then I redid it. And I was like, let's do, let's do five, fours to fives. And I finished in like 2.40. I'm like, it's the same time. And I would get so mad. and I'd like storm out the door. <laughs> so we're like, okay, what about like sevens? And so I did like sixes and sevens. My time was like 2.40. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose it <laughs> at the same time. Every time, it doesn't matter. And I'm like on the ground crying because I couldn't get past 2.40. And so finally, Allie was like, just do sixes. Sixes is the game plan. Come down because I ended up not getting like I was my muscle fatigue. Like I was fine. I could have done like five more sets if I just kept doing sixes. But when I did the huge set of 10, like two for the last one, it was like a huge struggle. So finally get to the games. And I remember, okay, do sixes, do sixes. And the whole, all of waterside, including Ali's like six, 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 <laughs> sixes, yelling at me. And I'm like, okay, okay. I remember getting on there and I'm like, six, this is too easy. And I came down and I'm like, I'm the first one off the rings. And I'm like, this is bad. <laughs> I get up and I'm this first one off again. And I remember the announcer saying, Cassidy's the first one off the rings. And I'm like, Ugh. and Emily Bridger is still on there for 18. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> in my head, it's just like going crazy. And I came down, I remember on the last set, I was like one extra breath. And if I didn't take that, cause I was Laura Horvath <laughs> was right there. And I was like, ah, oh, reach. Anyways, it worked out. So it was fun.
1: <laughs> so you own CrossFit Waterside with Allie um, and it now has three locations. Yes, correct. So that, that's pretty impressive uh, that you've grown that much. Um, and which 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 location do you work out in?
0: Um, I work out at all of them, but mostly like the com- we have the competitors at um, the main one, which is Orlando.
1: Awesome. And you have that also, if you want to be a member and you're in the Florida area around Orlando, they can check that out on your Instagram profile as well.
0: Yeah, of course. Everyone, we love drop-ins. Welcome to all three gyms. We have a lot of people that are visiting Disney coming to Windermere or the Orlando one. We have a lot of workers go up to the Lake Mary location, but they can just go to CrossFitWaterside.com and uh, get a drop-in there.
1: Yeah. And you're also a nutrition coach. You do one-on-one nutrition with Feroz Fitness? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I work closely with Camille, so uh, we have are um, we're building her business um, and helping her with that so we have um, different programs versus the nutrition and I love working with my clients I have a lot of people actually doing pregnancy right now and helping them with that um, and then just people that want to be healthy and then people I have another competitor so I have a, a clients on there and then we have like the strength program that I designed and then um, her all her other programs that we have on there we're working on other things right now. So, and another app and um, daily programming for affiliates.
1: So how did that relationship come up with you and Camille?
0: I mean, me and Camille have gone way back, you know, um, since 2013, we always have like the same, if you remember like alphabetical order. So mine is, mine was Lance and it was LA and hers is LeBlanc LA. So we were always on the first workout next to each other. I was going to say we were really competitive back then. So we didn't, we weren't friends, but as our, you know, as you evolve in age and you grow closer to your competitors, me and Camille have become really good friends.
1: That's, that's awesome. And I know we had just had Dave on Dave Lipson on Monday uh, released that. And so. Uh, Camille's, just, Camille's
2: down there, right? She's, is she close yeah, to you? She's,
0: in, um, she's about three, two and a half hours, three oh, not hours away from me. So still a drive. Yeah, Uh, but in Florida, yeah.
2: You guys have lots to talk about, probably
0: now. We do, yeah. We talk about uh, because we work together and are pregnant together. Yeah, the phone like three times a week with each other. Love it.
1: Well, I just want to thank you so much for being with us, Cassidy. Um, If you guys, do you guys have other questions?
3: No, it was so great to talk to you. I'm so excited for you and Allie. And I can't wait to, to watch your Instagram just to see when, when the birth happens. So we're
0: wishing thank you luck. so much. I really appreciate you guys having me on here. It was fun to talk to you guys.
1: Yeah, I learned so much about IVR today. And um, I hope that our listeners and uh, followers can, can learn so much more uh, from what you shared. And don't forget to get her book. Um, her, her, it's an ebook. You can get that through, uh, Instagram on her profile.
0: Thanks Cassidy. All right. Thank you guys. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Have, have a great pregnancy and uh, a great rest of your week.
0: Thank you. You too. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale fitness and friends podcast. Remember you can find us now on YouTube